Hello and welcome to another episode of Preview Review, the movie trailer podcast. I'm Tyler Ellison. Oh no, Ryan lost his voice. He's sitting beside me, but he can't muster up the courage to say anything. Woo, Tyler, I just got here. I hope you didn't start recording without me. Ryan, you were sitting right here the whole time. Mm-mm, I just walked in. See? Oh no, Ryan cognitively dissociated. He entered a fugue state. He doesn't recall the last five minutes he's been sitting on my couch waiting for us to start recording. I just got here. No, Ryan, you've been here. No! Ryan! If I just got here, then how come I'm wearing pants? Okay, well, I'm going to take Ryan to the hospital, but first we have to record an episode, so just don't have any more issues until we're done with this podcast. I feel like I I should choose which movie trailers we're going to watch. Here we go. I'm going to throw my pin at the dartboard of movie trailer ideas we have. What kind of darts are you throwing? This is very violent. All right. Today we're talking about... This is the widest and broadest range of trailers, types of trailers and types of movies that we've ever covered on this podcast before. Yeah. First up, we got Jexy. Ooh. The R-rated techno comedy. It's her. If her was more written by the writers of The Hangover. Yeah. And then also, The Lighthouse. You know, the black and white indie art horror film. Ooh, with a weird aspect ratio. Because those two films are comparable. But wait, it gets worse. No, it gets better. Better than Playing With Fire. The children's comedy movie about... John Cena. It's a man that has to take care of young children. Which definitely has not been done before, ever. And then we have a Christmas rom-com. Yes. So, here's hoping that at least one of these movies appeals to you. If not, sorry. This is the hardest we've ever tried to appeal to all the demographics. I think, I feel pretty confident in saying that most of our listeners would enjoy at least one of these movies. I agree. Okay, so we're doing a pretty good job then. Yes. Alright, before we jump into those movies though, Ryan, we do have to have our Ryan's Review Roundup. You have seen movies recently that we've discussed their trailers before on this podcast, and we need to know what you thought of them. Okay, okay, okay. So Ryan, what'd you see? What'd you think? Okay, first off, I saw this film called Ready or Not. We talked about it here on the podcast. It's the horror comedy with chasing around hide-and-seek fun time, but not for all. Because you don't want to get murdered. So this movie, it was actually a really fun time. I really enjoyed myself watching this film and I really don't have many problems with it. So if you're in the mood for exactly what I just described, rush out to see this film. I also saw Blinded by the Light, the Bruce Springsteen coming of age movie. And as a person that wasn't a fan of Bruce Springsteen going in, because I didn't really know any of his music... I'm still not the biggest fan of Bruce Springsteen because I still don't know much of his music. But that's okay because this movie doesn't rely too heavily on your Bruce Springsteen knowledge. It just gives you a good heartfelt family coming of age story that really works. And I really enjoyed as well. This movie sometimes has some weird tonal issues. But other than that, it's a pretty fun film. Check it out with the fam. You got it. So, Tyler, I have to ask you. What is the weirdest movie hmm oh i see hmm well okay first of all none of the movies that we're talking about today are like necessarily weird it's just weird that they're all on this episode together but you want me to give you a single film that's weird like in its own right unless you wanted to give me four films to watch in an order that would be very weird to watch but i feel like i didn't prepare you for that question so that would be unfair to put you on the spot right now yeah I will go ahead and answer the original question. Oh, you mean the which one? Which is a singular weird movie. Mm, mm, mm. That singular weird movie is Rubber. Rubber is a movie about a telekinetic tire. That's right. A tire that rolls around the desert and blows things up with its mind. 
Does a tire have a mind? I don't know. But also, there's an element of this movie where there's, like, an audience of people within the film that are watching the tire, like, through binoculars and stuff. And they're supposed to be, like, analogous to the audience of the film. But then they're involved in the plot. It's really, really strange. It's a good, like, midnight, 1 a.m. Netflix binge. And, uh, yeah. It's very strange. But I can't say I didn't like it. Like, I enjoyed watching it, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good answer, Tyler. Yeah. How about you? Well, me personally, I definitely did not enjoy Rubber. And I would not recommend watching it. Is that what you're asking? No. I'm asking what you think the weirdest movie is. Oh, right. The question. I believe the weirdest movie is Under the Skin. The plot doesn't seem as strange as yours, but when you watch it, you're just kind of like, what is happening? It's about Scarlett Johansson, who is an alien sent to Earth to kill men, but first she must seduce them, and the way she seduces them, she takes them to this weird world, like the upside down kind of, and she takes off her clothes and turns into goop and absorbs them, and there's lots of strange flashing lights. But it's also very muted in the color palette. I don't know. I just remember watching half of this film and then realizing I was not inebriated enough to understand what was happening. <laughs> and also I was really tired because I started watching it around 1.30. And I was like, I can't analyze film right now. So I stopped watching halfway through, and I said... I really like that you've analyzed it enough to look back and say that one of the weirdest things about it was the color palette that was used, though. That's a really, It was like, really weird. Analysis. I guess this is what Sleepy Brain Ryan thought, but he said, Friends, I'm falling asleep. I have to go home. That's right. I watched this film in a place that wasn't even my home. Made it even weirder. I was unsafe. Mm, like spending the night, the first night, in a hotel. You just Ooh. never feel quite right. Unless it's a really nice hotel. Mm. Like, really comfy bed. The air conditioning set just right. But, like, the layout's weird. You could have to go to the bathroom and you're, like, not used to it. There's always a weird wall that's, like, too close to the bed mm, for I some like reason. I the close wall. The close wall is the place where I put my shoes. Okay. So, hey, Tyler, I have another question for you. Have you ever used a personal... Like, digital assistant, like Siri? Well, I don't have an iPhone, so I don't use Siri. Do you use I Bixby? Ha- there's OK Google. Oh, Google Assistant. But I don't really do any of that because mm-hmm. I don't like talking to my phone. To me, it's like my phone is the things that I want to interface with in the world and not have other people know about it. And to me, like, walking around, speaking out loud to get your phone to do stuff is like, why? Well, then have I got the movie for you. Jexy is an R-rated comedy directed by John Lucas and Scott Moore, famously of Bad Moms and 21 and Over, just wow. in case you didn't remember that. Right, acclaimed um, directors. Starring Adam yes. Devine, the workaholic that has broken out the most. That's true. Alexandra Schiff. Although, actually, no. what's the guy? You Anders Holmes' name. Well, I'm not saying he, he's broken out the most, but he did run into my mom at a grocery store one time. Oh, well, sorry that you met the lesser workaholic, Terry. <laughs> Next in this film is also Alexandra Ship, the member of the prequel X-Men cast that has been most against the X-Men movies, vocally. Michael Pena, who has proven himself an acclaimed dubstep artist in the film Dora oh and the Lost City of Gold. And Rose Byrne, who I don't remember Ooh, seeing in this trailer. She's the voice of Jexy. That's why I don't remember seeing her. Wow. That's actually the part of this movie that I'm most excited about. I think Rose Byrne is hilarious. And definitely the little one-liners that the digital assistant says in the trailer are the best parts. Okay. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm so These sorry. These people don't even know what the heck a Jexy is. I know. What is, is a Jexy? Okay. Je- I'm sorry. Jexy is the digital assistant in Adam Devine's phone in this world. He talks to it and it says things to him like, hey, you should go get new friends because you're kind of lonely. You know, it's trying to help him out, trying to be his buddy. So it's the smart assistant that he's like super obsessed with. It's the the latest and greatest, Mm -hmm. the newest technology. And he's like, this is going to be awesome. It's going to help my life so much. 
and then it's just kind of mean to him. Yeah, things take a turn for the worst when it says, hey, you're sad and pathetic, and it's time for you to watch porn, because that's what you do at this time every night, and hey... Which, how has it established this anyways, because he just got the phone? It hasn't even had the time to observe his patterns yet. Maybe he logs in, and then it can see his history. And it goes, oh, it's uh, 9.45. You know Advanced what time it tech. is. But then he runs into Alexandra's ship. Literally. He drops his phone and she falls down and he's so concerned about his phone. Yeah, there's a hilarious moment where Adam Devine is more concerned with dropping his phone than bumping into a human being. Because that's what people think This is the context, like the subtext, Tyler. This movie is trying to tell us deep things about humanity. Okay. We need to unplug more. And then right. replug. And then unplug. And then replug. And then unplug. That's how the phone has sex with Adam Devine in the trailer. Yes. Has and it plugged the charging cord in and out. It's it's really weird. The more I think about this movie, the stranger and stranger it gets. I watched this trailer once in the theater, and I was like, okay, that looks promising. And then I watched it right before we recorded this episode, and I said, wow... This looks like a way worse movie than I remember seeing the trailer for. But I also remember all these jokes. So, it doesn't look good, friends. It's an R-rated comedy where the phone is mean to someone, but he has to learn to let go of his phone and love someone. So, at first it's like the phone's mean to Adam Devine. He's like, fine, F you then. I'm gonna go, like, be friends with this girl and try and hit on her. And then the phone is like, no, you're mine. And, like sends a self-driving car to like run him over like can hack into like and global technology this is dangerous by like sending his dick pic to everybody <laughs> in his office yeah it's pretty gnarly but also like i'm not a fan of the the human girl in this trailer i'd have to say human girl i know that sounds like i'm an alien but i'm differentiating between the other female and the movie, under which the is, skin was AI. the last segment um I'm not a fan of her because she comes off so like standoffish and that's maybe the character, but like, I don't know. And then she picks him up to go on like a date and she's like, um, could you maybe leave your phone at home while we go on this date? And okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's the 21st century. If anybody picks you up on a date and asks you to leave your phone at home, do not go on that date. There is too much at stake for you to just leave the device that connects you to your friends, your family, and also, emergency services. <laughs> for you to just be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna leave it here. Because next time, when you're zip-tied in the back of the van, heading back to the warehouse where they're going to strip you and gut you like a pig, you're going to be like, man, I wish I could text 911 right now. Or at least send someone a dick pic. It doesn't make sense. So, yeah. This movie looks like it was a funny idea that could have maybe been a good SNL skit. But then it yes. turned into a movie, and no one in this cast has ties to SNL. It's also, like, the overlap of two really good quality things, which is the movie Her Ooh, that Spike Jones did with movie. Joaquin Phoenix, and also the television series Black Mirror. Ooh, I love that series. Yeah, and then this is their ugly red-headed stepchild. <laughs> well, wait, Tyler, neither of those are comedies. So what's the missing link here? The missing link is obviously Bad Moms. Bad moms. I thought people liked that movie, though. I th Becca likes it, my sister, but I haven't seen it. But Becca just likes anything that has um, that girl from that 70s show in it. Mila, Mila Kunis. Kunis. Becca loves Mila Kunis. She's a Mila stan. So I can't trust her judgment when it comes to any Mila Kunis <laughs> film because they're automatically good because Mila's in them. I mean, makes sense to me. And everyone else that's listening that's not Becca... She knows I'm not putting her on blast because I've told her this before in private, so now I can tell everyone in public. You told her in private that she's a Mila stan? <laughs> she knows she is. Don't worry. We already had this conversation. We already had the intervention. Did she give up being a Mila stan or is she still... No. Loving the Mila. It would be like me giving up my unjustified hatred of Zach Galifianakis. Oh. You just can't do it. You can't let these parts of you go, Tyler. Okay. I mean, Zach Galifianakis is cool, but we can have that talk later. All right, we're going to follow up Jexy Talk with a movie that is completely unrelated and not similar whatsoever. This is a segue. This movie is going to be The Lighthouse. It will be released on October 18th and is directed by Robert Eggers, 
who most recently did The Witch, another art horror film from Studio A24. Some of you might know this film as The Vavitch, as that is how it is stylized. This film stars Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, and that's it. Even the Wikipedia page features no other cast or actors that have been even hinted at being in this movie. So this is going to be super, super cool if this is just an intense drama horror film that has a cast of two people. I'm I'm pretty stoked. It appears that the plot features Willem Dafoe as an older lighthouse keeper, and Robert Pattinson is like a younger man who decides to like come and join him in his lighthouse keeping career. It's shot in black and white, and it's shot in like a weird aspect ratio, like the frame is shrunk to be like a square on the screen so it doesn't it's like fill, a four by three it doesn't fill the widescreen movie screen well it's like how the movies used to be shot yeah and so it's like very reminiscent like old-timey cinema as far as the plot goes it looks like there's obviously themes of the isolation and the paranoia that comes with like being separated from society like they're just out on a rocky island in the middle of the ocean manning a lighthouse together they are getting drunk together and it looks like they might be like hallucinating or having different things appear to be there that are actually there because they're going crazy, stir crazy. Or the they lighthouse. could really be there. Or they could really be there, yes. Yeah, so that's that like giant the octopus tentacle monster that was flashed on the yeah, frame. Exactly. That's the like that's the what if. What if. And I'm really excited. The music in this trailer is so sick. It's like old timey like sailor drinking songs mm. is like provide the score for this whole trailer. And Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe kind of sing it, like, within the trailer. But there's also, like, this other one that goes, like, in the background throughout the whole trailer, which is super, super cool. And there's also Willem Dafoe saying, why'd you spill your beans? Over and over again. Which is, like, it sounds funny and, like, memeable now. But in the trailer, it's, like, pretty haunting and chilling. And, like, we can tell that there's definitely some really intense relational drama between their two characters that's going to occur over the movie. Because it looks like Robert Pattinson, like... The first conversation that's in the trailer is Willem Dafoe asking, like, why would a young person like you throw away your life to come to be in Lighthouse with me? Mm-hmm. And Robert Pattinson just goes, like, I just want, like, a change from my life, I guess. And Willem Dafoe goes, like, oh, you're running from something or you're hiding from something. And so there's obviously, like, a mysterious past. And so, I don't know. Like, everything about this movie looks super good to me so far. Um, the cinematography looks awesome. The performances look really great. And I can't wait to see if the giant tentacle monster is real or not. Yeah. Um, this plays off themes that were also, like, Robert Eggers played within The Witch. Because that movie's like, is there really a witch? Is witchcraft real? Like, is she really sacrificing goats to the devil? Yeah, it's like trust and mistrust, too, between, mm-hmm. like, the family and stuff like that. Which will probably come up in this, too, because, like, does Willem Dafoe believe what Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. says and vice versa? Yeah, and he takes his theme of isolationism, where the witch is just about this one family that has been outcast from the rest of the town... And shrunk it even more. He's like, family? Nah. Just two people. His next film? It's just going to be half a person. All by themselves. He keeps cutting in half. But yeah. That's why they spilled the beans. Because there's only half of them. And the half that had arms couldn't hold the beans. (laughs) But yeah. This movie looks really interesting. The trailer is very enigmatic. And I'm not really sure what's going to happen in this film other than what Tyler spoke on um like I don't know anything about the plot it just looks like there's two these two guys on an island that go kind of crazy but I don't know how they're going to go crazy when they're going to go crazy if they're going to go crazy if there's a giant sea monster yeah I'm actually not even really sure like I'm not really sure that this is a horror movie I'm basing this off of Robert Eggers having done The Witch I'm basing it off of like the kind of eerie feeling I get from the trailer, but that could just be the way it's created. Like, this could be a very intense, like, character drama, too. Like, I think it's being marketed as a horror film, so I I believe that, but nothing about... Nothing in the trailer is outright saying, like, this movie is going to be scary, this movie's going to be horror. Like, it it could just be, like, the, like, hallucinations and dramatic, like, interplay between these two. Like, this setting could be anything. Like, nothing innate within the context of the story points to it being a horror movie you know what i'm saying yeah and if this is like isolated on a lighthouse like what's stopping them from leaving the lighthouse duty and honor but like why if like there's one of them at least there why can't the other one just leave yeah 
You know, why do they have to be together? I think that's something... You know, why did he spill the beans? Yeah, I think that's something that might be explored within the film. Maybe Robert Pattinson like needs something from Willem Dafoe's character. I also like Robert Pattinson's facial hair in this trailer. Yeah, it's It just looks cool. really cool. It looks nice. And there's some shots that look really old-timey of just Robert Pattinson and that facial hair. And I know, mmm, looks good. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really, really excited for this movie. I think it will be good. I hope it will be good. Yeah? Are you not completely sold yet? No, because this trailer isn't... I feel like I'm, I want to know more about the movie, but I also don't want to know too much more because yeah, I don't want it spoiled. That's... So I'm like, you're either showing me not enough, so I like my interest is peaked, or you're showing me not enough because everything else in the film is bad and we can only edit together a good like minute 30 seconds yeah of this film. like we talked earlier on this podcast about how we like the trailers where it's like one sort of like out of context scene from the movie so you get like a good section of the movie where you can kind of see how it's going to play out like the key elements of the movie but you don't reveal the whole plot because we like knowing essential elements of the movie but we don't like knowing the entire story mm-hmm. this movie is like okay you don't want to know the whole entire story so we'll give you literally like two second shots that go throughout like the whole movie. Yeah. And also they could just be from like the first half of the movie. Like there's no way to tell if like these movie these shots are going through like the beginning, middle, or the end of the movie. It's just like snapshot after snapshot after snapshot of random stuff that occurs in this movie. Yeah. But uh something this trailer does really well is I think that it imparts the tone of the movie. This like tension building, isolation, edge of your seat kinda like what's gonna happen next vibe. Yeah, and it builds to, like, a crescendo with, like, the music and the pacing of the shots and everything like that, and then it just, like, cuts and stops, and you just says The Lighthouse, which is, like, the feeling that I feel like you're going to get from this movie. Like, it's going to, like, the story's going to crescendo, and then it's just going to, like, boom, like, just be done. So what we're saying is, whoever edited this trailer, good job. Yes. But, yeah, as I mentioned, one of the things that intrigues me about this movie is that it has two actors in the entire movie. And in that way, it kind of reminds me of, like, a play a little bit, like, you know, very limited cast, like, just delving into their characters. Mm-mm. And I think there's a really interesting choice Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, I think, are good actors. Like, Robert Pattinson definitely gets the Twilight hate, but there's other roles that he has I've been I've heard in. he's been good in other things, yeah. but I can't recall anything recent, like, because I haven't seen any of his recent films, because they've been more indie yeah. and harder to get a hold of. Yeah. And... Also, apparently he's playing Batman soon, so that's kind of cool. Oh, yes. Um, Robert Battenson. And the Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. I don't have a pun for that one. It's there somewhere. But, yeah, I think these are, like, cool choices, and you can definitely see how they fit their characters in the trailer. But what I want to see is if we can connect. I don't think they've been in a movie together before. Besides The Lighthouse. I didn't do any research because I knew we were going to play the game that's coming up next, so... I don't think they've been in a movie together. So what we're going to try and do is connect them in a game we call Movie Chain. So this is a game that's played as such. You can play it without this goal in mind. You can play it with your friends and family. It's fun to just like kill some time. The way this game is played is somebody names a movie. The next person names a person that has a role in that movie. The person after them names another movie that that person is in mm-hmm. and so on and like, so forth. Let's do a quick example round. Like if I said, um, a Christmas story, then Tyler would say, whatever the kid that is in a Christmas story, his name is Ralphie. Did you really just expect me to know a cast member that's in a Christmas but story? But then the I would say that kid who plays Ralphie is also in Iron Man 1. Oh my God. Just pick a new movie. Okay. We're going to start with Iron Man 1. And I would say... That kid mm, who plays Ralphie? No, I would say Robert Downey Jr. is too easy, so I'm trying to hedge my bets. And I'm going to say, ooh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Ooh, Gwyneth Paltrow is also... And now, Ryan made a mistake of naming a franchise film because he can name literally any other Marvel Cinematic Universe that Gwyneth Paltrow has a role in as Pepper Potts. Gwyneth Paltrow is also in Spider-Man Homecoming. Precisely. And so I, I would say another person in Spider-Man Homecoming, like Michael Keaton. Ooh, and then I would say Birdman. And so on and so forth. So our goal, like, you can just play Never Ending or until somebody messes up or repeats something. Or until you get bored. Yeah. 
but we're going to play with the specific goal in mind to connect Robert Pattinson to Willem Dafoe. So this time we're not going to start with the movie, we're going to start with the actor. Ryan, should we start with Robert or Willem? It's your choice. As, why is it my choice? Because you're starting. Okay, well, he, he he's first on the cast list for The Lighthouse, so we're going to start with Robert Pattinson. Okay, from Robert Pattinson, I will take us to the Twilight Saga Eclipse. Okay, and because I don't really know anybody else that's in Twilight movies, I'm going to go with Kristen Stewart. Oh, and Kristen Stewart was in Zathura. Oh, and another actor that's in Zathura is... Josh Hutcherson? Josh Hutcherson is he's in, that kid, he's right? the lead. Okay. Um, then from Josh Hutcherson, we're going to go to The Hunger Games. Oh, and another actor that's in The Hunger Games is... I, I know several. I'm trying to think of one that would be helpful to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tyler just forgot the entire cast of The Hunger Games. I think I'm going to go Woody Harrelson. And Woody Harrelson was also in... Venom. Is he? Yes. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, well, the star of Venom is Tom Hardy. Yes, and Tom Hardy was also in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, and The Dark Knight Rises also has Anne Hathaway in it. Yes. Anne Hathaway is in The Devil Wears Prada. Ooh, yes, with Meryl Streep. I see no end in sight, but let's keep going. Um, and Meryl Streep is in Into the Woods. Yes, and so is Who's Helpful for Us. I don't know. Just go. We'll find out eventually. I just, well, my first instinct is to go with somebody, but I can't name another movie that they're in. Um, Emily Blunt. And Emily Blunt is in, um... Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. With Tom Cruise. Yes. And Tom Cruise is in Tropic Thunder. Okay. With... Okay, we might be getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we might have already made a connection. I just don't know if Willem Dafoe's filmography well enough. We'll figure it out. But Keep going. I think I'm going to go with... Um, who's in Tropic Thunder? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. And Robert Downey Jr. is in Spider-Man Homecoming. And so is... Oh, this is weird that we're playing with two people. I just realized because you've only named movies and I only name actors. Well, we're getting somewhere, aren't we? I know. It's just, I just haven't, I've just haven't had to switch my brain at all. I've only been doing cast members. What are we on? Sorry, Homecoming? Yes. Mm, Tom Holland? And Tom Holland is also in Spider-Man Far From Home. Thanks. No, I was trying to get us here. Figure out the connection. Well, I mean, I know Willem Dafoe is in another Spider-Man movie, but there's no cast members in Connor. Yes, there is. What? Specifically in Far From Home. All right, I'll finish us off. J.K. Simmons is also in Spider-Man Far From Home. J.K. Simmons is in Spider-Man, and Willem Dafoe is in Spider-Man. I did it. I tried to have Tyler help us, but he was just dead weight. Okay, J.K. Simmons is in, like, less than 20 seconds of that movie. It was iconic. And he's not in Homecoming. I know. Oh, you're saying specifically in Far From Home. I see. I thought Mm -hmm. you meant both. Mm Mm-mm. Okay, I see that now. Nice. That's why I went from Robert Downey Jr. to Homecoming to get your brain stirring. Mm. And then I thought you were on the right track when you said Tom Holland, but then you were lost. Okay. Nice. Well, we did it. We did do you it. you want to try it again? Oh, no. With the stars of another film we will be talking about today? I, I don't know if I want to. That took a really long time. All right. So we're going to play this again. Oh, no. With... Okay, I get the movies this time, though. Okay. Um, with Adam Devine and Michael Pena. I feel like this one's going to be easier. Well, they both have smaller filmographies, but I also don't know that I know their filmographies well enough. Well, here we go. I'm going to start with Michael Pena. Okay, Michael De- Michael. Michael Devine. Michael Pena was recently in Dora and the Lost City of Gold. He was. And so was Eugenio Derbez. Okay, and Eugenio Derbez was in um, 
that remake of that movie Overboard. He was. Um, with Anna Ferris. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Anna Ferris and Adam Devine had to have been in a movie at some point. We're missing out. Um, but Anna Ferris was in Scary Movie. And I haven't seen Scary Movie. Ooh. Okay. Anna so, Ferris was um, also. Oh, she was. Are you for it? The guy, Drew Barrymore is in Scary Movie, right? She's in Scream. Oh, I, I always get those two mixed up. I thought they both had the screen face guy. They do, but that's why I get parody confused. Of the other. <laughs> okay. Who else is in? Uh, Charlie Sheen's in one of those movies. He's in, in that one. No, he's not. He's in like the fourth one, I think. Dang it. Um. Okay, Anna Ferris is in Mom. We're going to TV. Why are we doing TV? Okay, fine. With Allison Janney. No, I have to stay with Alice and Janney. No, too. you got to switch to TV, so now we're flip-flop. Fine, with Alice and Janney. And Alice and Janney is in Juno. Ooh, yes, with um, Michael Sarah. Ooh, Michael Sarah and Adam Devine have to be in something together, right? Michael Sarah's in This is the End, and there's lots of celebrities. Figure something out. This is the end. Okay. I literally don't know anything else Adam Devine has been in <laughs> now that I think about it besides workaholics. He's in Pitch oh, Perfect. He is. We have to get to Pitch Perfect. Okay, or um, isn't it romantic? If we get to Rebel Wilson, <gasps> that's the key. That's the key. Okay. So, isn't it rom... Oh, sorry. This is the end. This is the end. Okay. Um, those people do all kinds of movies together so we can get there eventually. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen... Oh, Seth Rogen's in Neighbors with Rose Byrne. That connects back to Jexy. We can't use Jexy. That's cheating. Okay. Um, Seth Rogen is in... What's... Oh, 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 oh. Um, okay, I got one. I got a path. I okay. got a path. Let's see if I go down the path. Seth Rogen is in Neighbors 2. What? Okay. That's the one with the sorority. I know, I know, but... I don't want to use Rose Byrne. You can't use the sorority. Well, we could use Rose Byrne, I guess. Yeah, you could. Oh, I totally had a path. Now I gotta reconfigure. Okay. Mm, recalculating. Neighbors two. That has the. Uh, who are the girls in the sorority? It's uh, what's her face? Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes, Chloe Grace Moretz. Who is in? Let's think. How can I be helpful? Chloe Grace Moretz is in. Dark Shadows. And Dark Shadows stars Johnny Depp, right? It does. Okay. So and Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp was in Into the Woods. Johnny Depp isn't Into the Woods. The through line, Tyler. Wait, who are we trying to get to? Adam Devine. Right. Oh, and Into the Woods has um, Meryl Streep. What? No. Into the Woods has Anna Kendrick. Oh, I had to, okay, same thing. <laughs> well, we can go Meryl Streep. Yeah, well, I was Fine. going to, I was going somewhere else. I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to go. But mine was based off of the other line that I figured out. We're going to the roundabout way. Meryl Streep is in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. No, oh, oh no, okay. You're the one who chose this path. Not this path. I don't know why you chose Mamma Mia. Because Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again is beautiful. We're trying to get to Rebel Wilson, Ryan. We'll get there. There are so many blonde people in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. <laughs> None of them How are Rebel Wilson. Not in that None movie? of them are Rebel Wilson. Okay, fine. Lily James. And Lily James is in Baby Driver. Okay, and Baby Driver also stars John Hamm. And John Hamm is also in Tag. And Tag also stars Ed Helms. And Ed Helms is in The Hangover. We need to back up. We're lost again. We need to back we up. We just have to keep diving until we get there. <laughs> okay, fine. Ed Helms is in The Hangover along with Zach Galifianakis. Ugh, this fool. Zach Galifianakis is also in the Lego Batman movie. Okay. And so is Elizabeth Banks. Who's she in the Lego Batman movie? Oh, she's, she's in the Lego, Lego movie. movie. Frick. But, Dang it. But we can stay on this thread. Yes. Um, uh, Will Arnett. And Will Arnett is also in the Lego movie. 
Oh, and the movie also has Elizabeth Banks. And Elizabeth Banks is in Pitch Perfect 2. And Robert Wilson's also in Pitch Perfect 2. No! We needed Adam Devine, and he's in Pitch no, Perfect. No, I want to go through Rebel Wilson. Fine. And Rebel Wilson's also in Pitch Perfect. And so is Adam Devine. Wow. So, if you're just joining us, we spent an extra 15 minutes trying to find Rebel Wilson in all this mess. We needed to get to Rebel Wilson. We didn't. We were fine at Anna Kendrick, but you took the Meryl Streep route. There were so many ways to get to Anne Hathaway, who was just in the hustle with Rebel Wilson. Ugh. Anne Hathaway? We were there, too, with, um... Seth Why'd Ro- you spill your beans? We were there, too, with Seth Rogen, who was just in Longshot with Charlize Theron, who is in Mad Max Fury Road with Tom Hardy, who was in Dark Knight Rises with Anne Hathaway, oh my who was gosh. in The Hustle with Rebel Wilson, so, who was in with Adam Devine. Really, Tyler was just trying to get me to get to Anne Hathaway, and I thought about saying Charlize Theron, but I was like, how is that going to help us at all? That's what I had the map for! I was like, Charlize, not a good choice. We're going Neighbors Charlize 2. Charlize is always a... Okay, that was super helpful. Okay, Neighbors 2 has Selena Gomez, and then she Why was... would that be helpful to get to Adam Devine, Ryan? It would have worked out. There's a roadmap there, but you chose the other girl. Well, I'm just glad we got to But Rebel. then I got us to Johnny, which could have gotten us to Anna, but you have made your choice. Tyler likes blondes more. You heard it here first. That's not the case. I just... I really wanted to get to Rebel Wilson. You know what I really wanted to get to? What? Our next movie. Let's do it. Alright. This movie is Playing With Fire. Oh my god. Which I feel like I've been doing all night co-hosting a podcast with Tyler Ellison. This is just fake shit. What does that mean? It means Tyler likes Rebel Wilson more than Anna Kendrick. And our friendship can no longer go on at this fact. Anna Kendrick's obviously superior. (laughs) But maybe, Tyler, we can mend our relationship. Over a family comedy. Like Playing with Fire. Okay. I think we can mend a relationship because I think we both have the same opinion on what this movie will be. Yes, I believe and that we're we both... we're going to say it on the count of three. Wait, 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 wait. Is your opinion that this film opens November 8th and is directed not by my, Andy Fickman? That's not my opinion. That's a fact. But my opinion oh. on this movie and yours Wait, is how that... elongated is this? I want to say the same it's thing two as two words. You... Oh, um, there are so many words in the English language. That can describe playing well, with fire. Well, two words that create one phrase that depict the movie. Okay. Your opinion on the movie, not a factual topic okay, okay. or thing about the movie. Okay. Um. Not good. Oh, you? I thought we were going to count down. Well, you were still thinking and I had to get my opinion out there. This movie looks bad. Why? Because... One. Because it's going to come out on November 8th? No, that's What do you have against November 8th films, Tyler? Okay. First of all, this movie is directed by Andy Fickman, who also did The Game Plan, which is literally just the same movie. Um, Big Strong Man has to take care of the little kid. This one has three kids. Okay, and that's just the same as like every other movie where there's a family of kids, where like the older one doesn't really care. This the movie one looks is, like, not reckless, as good as... And the younger family. one, like for some reason, has the ability to control animals. Control animals. <laughs> but wait, so if you're confused about what Playing With Fire is all about, it's this movie starring John Cena, Keegan-Michael Key, John Leguizamo... Brianna Hildenbrand and Judy Greer, and John Cena and his buddies are big firefighters, smoke cop, jumpers, smoke jumpers, and they find these kids stuck in a fiery house, and they decide to raise them for some reason, and hijinks ensue, including flares and poop. I'm also wondering, like, when they save them and they decide to raise them, does that mean that like their parents died in the fire, and this is a really tragic orphan story that they're just gonna like brush over to get to the comedy of like raising kids in a firehouse? Because that seems rough that is 100% what this movie will do Tyler if you can't laugh at the tragic death of your parents orphaning you with your two siblings I mean what's John Cena gonna do also this trailer shows John Cena rescuing these three kids from their burning house Mm -hmm. and they're just sitting against a table while literal objects in the room that they're sitting in are on fire I could see that response if maybe the fire's downstairs, you're upstairs, and you're like, oh no, I gotta hide till the firefighters get here. But if you're in the room, and other things in that room are on fire, you better be moving towards a door, a window, or something. I don't know why you're just sitting there. Tyler, they're surrounded They've by fire. They've just accepted their fate. They're in the eye of the firestorm, and everyone knows that in the eye of a tornado is safe, 
but no one knows about what That's happens the on the, the end of a... The eye of the tornado is the most dangerous part. It's where all the wind's going. The eye of the tornado takes you to Oz. I don't think that's correct. Well, let's agree to disagree on tornado schematics. Schematics? Semantics and schematics. Schematics. Exactly. All right. So this movie includes... um, (laughs) Why are you sitting this way? I just had to shift. Ryan just yeeted his whole body off my couch (laughs) and is now awkwardly (laughs) crouching with one knee on the floor. I'm just trying... To understand playing with fire, Tyler. Okay. This movie. That's it, Andy Fickman. You can make whatever movies you want, but you destroyed my friend's posture. But wait. And now it's personal. But wait. I enjoyed Paul Blart Mall Cup too. Very ironically. Yeah, it's like... Okay, She's the Man is decent. Shamanda Bynes. She's the Manda Bynes. Yeah. But I don't think I've enjoyed any other movie that this director has made, unironically. I mean, when I was a kid, I think um, the game plan entertained me for long enough to for me to not, you know, be a kid. But also, I'm scared because the game plan pretty much ended Madison Pettis' career. It was Corey in the house, and then that, and then she hasn't been anywhere. Do you think and this I is going to happen for Jenny Greer? No, Brianna Hildebrand. She's Negasonic Teenage Warhead in the Deadpool movie. Oh, and what about Deadpool 2? Movies. Oh. And I need her to continue to make movies because I think she's fun in those movies. But if this movie's going to end her career like it ended Madison Pettis's, but Tyler, I don't know if I'm sold. It's, it's actually very interesting parallels because the game plan springboarded Dwayne The Rock Johnson's career. And now he stars in Fast and Furious movies. And John Cena, his career, is springboarding off playing with fire. And guess what? He's been cast in Fast and Furious 9. Ooh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But I don't know. I just think it's going to be really difficult to watch a whole movie where I can't even see the leading man. So Last Christmas is a movie that comes out on November 8th and is directed by Paul Feig and stars Amelia Clark. Henry Golding, Michelle Yeoh, and Emma Thompson. This movie looks like a funny, enjoyable, heartfelt Christmas rom-com. And I'm all for it, baby. I'm, I'm pretty into it. Like, some of it looks like, okay, but some of it looks like, oh, that's really promising. And I think Paul Feig has been a pretty consistent director of comedy. And I enjoyed Amelia Clark's performance in Game of Thrones. It's not going to be similar at all to this movie, so I look forward to seeing her do something new. I've seen Amelia Clark in something that's not Game of Thrones. It was that sad. No, I didn't watch the Terminator one. It was the one about dying. Oh, um, me um, before you. Me before you. And she can pull off a romantic lead. Okay, romantic. But do we have the comedy? I mean, just from the trailer alone. That's what I was gonna say. The answer is. Yeah. Her comedy is in the trailer is really, really good. My favorite joke in the trailer, I love doing this when we have a comedy movie, by the way, but Playing With Fire doesn't deserve it, and neither does Jexy. Only Last Christmas gets the favorite joke. Ooh. My favorite joke in the trailer is when... <laughs> it's such a good joke, we're already laughing. My favorite joke in the trailer is when... Uh... She bumps back into Henry Golding's... Oh, wait. I feel like we might have to set up this movie first. All right. Amelia Clark... Amelia Clark... Uh... What's this called? Clark oh, she dresses works. up like an elf and works in the Christmas store. <laughs> Amelia Clark dresses up like an elf and works in the Christmas store, but, but she's, she's not... Dying. She doesn't love it. That's way later in the trailer. We're jumping the gun over here. She's like, okay. Like, she's whatever. Yeah, She's a little scroogey, but she's not like outright scroogey. More just like... I don't really care about the world around me. Kind like of Zoe Deschanel and Elf. Boom. Henry Golding, they bump into each other outside the Christmas store, and she gets pooped on by a bird, and he's trying to be like, he's trying to be like, oh, that's good luck. And she's like, you're weird. Bye. And closes the door. Then again, they bump into each other on the street, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's you again. And then they start talking and chatting it up and kind of hitting it off a little bit. And it looks like Henry Golding kind of tries to teach her the true meaning of Christmas. But also in this is her strained relationship with her mother, Emma Thompson, who's like Eastern European for some reason. Wait, you skipped right past your favorite joke. Amelia Clark's... Well, I'm going to circle back to the favorite joke. Amelia Clark has had like a complicated medical past, and so then she's like confiding in Henry Golding's character to be like, oh, the world is just so scary when I don't know like if I'm going to live and stuff like that. And he's like, being a human's complicated. And then they have fun Christmas dates. 
is what this movie looks like. Now, circling back to my favorite joke in the trailer is when Amelia Clark bumps into Henry Golding's character for the second time. In the trailer. We don't know if it's the second time in the movie. It looks like it's the second time in the movie because she goes, oh, you again? And it's like, I just got pooped on by the bird. Well, this isn't going to happen like halfway through the movie when they've been dating and they're like, oh my god, it's you again? Like, their conversation that subsequent makes it seem like it it's still early. the third or fourth time. Okay, fine. Second, third, or fourth time, she bumps into Henry Golding in the movie, and she says something like snarky, and Henry Golding says, like, wow, are elves always this cynical? And Emilia Clark goes, relentlessly, these are dark times, and her delivery is a lot better than what I just did, and it's really funny. Okay, so here's... What's the, your favorite joke Here's the, the real story. One minute, Tyler. One minute, one minute. Tyler and I went to a double feature on Friday. We saw a movie, and then we went and saw another movie Which right afterwards. Two movies that we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, Ready or Not and Blinded by the Light. Yes, a peek behind the curtain. Um, but both of those movies had this trailer in front of it, and both times we laughed at that joke, even though we've seen this trailer before. This wasn't the first time for either of us to see the trailer. It wasn't the second time, the third time we saw it. If that makes any sense, I'm sorry if it doesn't. Nevertheless, the joke lands every time. My favorite joke in the trailer um, is probably that same joke. Well, okay, then what's your second favorite? Oh, my second favorite joke in the trailer is... Um, I, I just think it's funny seeing them run on ice skates. That's a funny That's one, That's not... Because uh, they have to run out of the ice rink because they weren't supposed to be there. And then the security guard's like, Oi! Get out of there! And they're like, Oh no! And then they have to run away, but they don't have time to switch their shoes. So they have to run on ice skates, but ice skates so aren't meant to be not only committed moved. trespassing, but also theft. Unless they brought their own ice skates. That's true. I guess that's I feel like they a did. more popular thing where it gets cold and actually snows and people own ice skates. We live in San Diego, and so the idea of owning ice skates sounds like a foreign language to me. It sounds like, um, why are you like very rich and go snowboarding with your family every summer yes because i always wear my ice skates to go snowboarding in the summer but you have to go to antarctica i'd say another top tier joke in the trailer well just the whole encounter where henry golding leads her to a homeless shelter and she goes like what are we doing here you're not homeless are you he's like no i volunteer here and she goes oh why don't you get saint tattooed on your forehead one minute here's another good joke i just remembered because i looked over and i saw emma thompson was in this movie and I remember when they're going to the doctor, the doctor's asking Amelia Clark, so have you been getting a lot of sleep? And she's like, yeah, but the mother's undermining her all the time. She's like, she's up all night. But then the next one is like, have you been cutting back on the drinking? And Emma Thompson just goes in this ridiculous European accent, drinking like the pirate. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just ridiculous and funny. Yeah, I don't really understand why Emma Thompson's character is like clearly an immigrant from Eastern Europe, but... I don't know if it'll be touched on in the movie at all but beyond the accent for the character. Another interesting thing is Emma Thompson wrote this movie, so she wrote that she role for herself. Made that choice. This is 100% Emma Thompson's dream role. Um, also, this film is called Last Christmas because it features heavily the songs of George Michael, which I don't understand. Is it trying which to write off the... Last Christmas by Wham. Yes. Is it trying to write off the coattails of like Blinded by the Light and... Yesterday. See, it doesn't really seem like that. It just seems like it features the music in the soundtrack, and the characters are like kind of none the wiser. Yeah, it's like weird that this know. is like heavily like George Michael Christmas movie. Like, because last Christmas why? is in the trailer for the first like eighty percent of the trailer, and the last twenty percent is Freedom, which is not a Christmas song, but it's just another George Michael song. And I heard that one the first time I was watching it because it doesn't announce this up front, and I'm like. Oh, that's funny. It was just Wham, and now it's a George Michael song. But this isn't a Christmas song. And right around the time I was having this weird confusion, on the screen came the words featuring the music of George Michael. And I said, huh, that's a weird choice. So, Tyler, do you think this movie can go the whole time without using Careless Whisper? I hope it doesn't. Do you think it will feature in, like, a romantic setting, but then the song will be playing and everyone knows that this is, like, the sexy time song? So it'll get self-aware. Yeah, it might do like a satire or like, or like it's playing somewhere like in a thing and then Henry Golden tries to, to get romantic and Amelia Clark is like, oh, what a cliche because that seems like her type of character in this movie. Unless they actually just go for it and I'm into it and I'm like, ooh, yeah, careless whispers on. That means stuff's going down. Yeah, I don't know. Also, okay, I just want to touch on one last really weird bit 
in this trailer, and that is that of all the things that it decides to include in the trailer, it decides to foreshadow the fact that at some point there's a break-in at the Christmas store that Amelia Clark works at, and that's used to, like, segue. It's not explicitly stated. There's, like, a shattered um, ornament. ornament on the floor, and there's, like, police cars parked in front of the Christmas shop, and then it transitions to, like, uh, Amelia Clark's boss at the Christmas store, which is Michelle Yeoh's character, and she says, like, oh, you used to be so good at your job. Why did you stop caring? And it makes me think, like, Amelia Clark's going to be, like, blamed for this break-in at the Christmas shop. And it seems, that's, like, the weirdest part to me where I was just like, that's, like, an odd thing to put in this rom-com Christmas movie, like, trailer. Like, they yeah. could have just had the scene where she says, you used to be so good at your job without that, like, context in the trailer. You have to know, Tyler, that this isn't all going to be fun and games. There's drum in this rom-com as well. It's a rob drum com Exactly. Christmas rom com Yes. Okay, well, speaking of Christmas movies, <laughs> we want to play a new game on this podcast that has to do with Christmas movies. Well, I mean, the game itself doesn't have to do with Christmas movies. This time it does, but we could write it to have oh to do God. with anything we wanted to. Yes. This is the Christmas movie edition of this new game that we're playing. Here's the way this game works. We've established, we're not sponsored or anything, but we've established on this podcast that we love Wikipedia and the oh. endless, infinite, free sometimes questionable knowledge that it provides the internet. I love and Wikipedia. Users of the internet. And so, what I've done, Ryan, is I've come up with a list of six Christmas movies, and I've written down the third sentence in their Wikipedia article. Some of these give away the movie very easily. Some of them, you got to work for it a little bit. Okay, I think I understand the rules. So I'm going to read the third sentence in the Wikipedia article out of context, and you're going to have to tell me what Christmas movie the sentence came from. I, I get it. Or the article for this I movie. I get it. Okay. I get it. I'm just making sure it's clear. Here we go. Sentence number one. The story takes place between Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day in New York City and focuses on the effect of a department store Santa Claus who claims to be the real Santa. Miracle on 34th Street. Any of them. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. It was for the original. I didn't check if the remake has the same third sentence. But it definitely could. Question number two. Here we go. Inspired by real-life Christmas toy sellouts for such items as Cabbage Patch Kids, Furby, and Tickle Me Elmo, this film was written by Randy Cornfield. It's the Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Yes, it is. And that movie is called... What's the name of the movie? It's from the 90s. The name of this movie... It's the title called... of this movie is also a line from A Famous Christmas Carol. Jingle all the way. That's correct. Well done. Ha ha. All right, here we go. Question number three. Danny Elfman wrote the songs and score and provided the singing voice for Jack. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. Here we go. Number four. All the principal actors from the first film, including Tim Allen, Eric Lloyd, Wendy Crewson, and Judge Reinhold, reprise their roles. The Santa Claus 2, do you even want to make this game hard? If you're putting Judge Reinhold in the mix, you know what franchise of Christmas this is. Side note for our listeners that don't know us personally, Ryan loves the Santa Claus franchise, and he can um, he can depict the entire first movie shot for shot. He can just tell us the movie. Okay, one minute here. Disclaimer, I do not love the Santa Claus franchise, because Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause, ruins everything, tarnishes the Golden Trilogy, could have been great. But now we just sit on a pile of ashes with Martin Short, Jack Frost, and Lottie frickin' Da Robot Boy, not good. Number 5. The story concerns a group of sorority sisters who receive threatening phone calls and are eventually stalked and murdered by a deranged killer... During the Christmas season. Wait, can you read that again? I was thinking about the Santa Claus 3. The story concerns a group of sorority sisters who receive threatening phone calls and are eventually stalked and murdered by a deranged killer during the Christmas season. This comes from one of my favorite weird subgenres of film, the Christmas horror film. It's I weird that it this was exists. That it was a Christmas horror film. It's weird that this genre exists, but I'm kind of into it, and some of them are okay. enjoyable. Um, I don't know many Christmas horror films. Um, a slasher Christmas horror film. This would be like, um, if you were to just come up, like, imagine a name for a Christmas horror movie. The Night Before. No, that's a Seth Rogen comedy. You could just, this is um, pretty, 
predictable. Naughty or nice? Mm. Krampus. No. I don't know. This movie is called Black Christmas. Never heard you of know, this movie. Because White Christmas is also a thing. But this is not White Christmas. Because White Christmas means happy. Black Christmas means you got stalked and killed. But we like Black Friday. Do we? I mean, it's better than White Friday. Which I don't think exists. Alright, the last out of context Wikipedia third sentence from the Wikipedia article for a Christmas movie. <laughs> this is very complex, but it was very straightforward at the same time. This is my favorite third sentence because it's weird that this is the third thing that Wikipedia decided to tell us about this movie. Three of Frank Zappa's four children, Dweezil Zappa, Ahmet Zappa, and Moon Unit Zappa, appear in this film. Well, I feel like if I knew it, I'd know it, but I don't know it. I don't feel like you would because I looked to see if Frank Zappa or his children are even like central to the plot or development or anything in the story but they're not the children don't really play main characters i couldn't see any other connection from frank zappa it's just a weird factoid about the movie okay is this national lampoon's christmas vacation no it's not this is is... it home alone no it's not those are my only two guesses it's jack frost oh the michael keaton horror film is it a horror film he is transformed into a snowman yeah but i thought it was supposed to be like heartfelt it's horrifying imagine being okay, transformed into I'm... a snowman Tyler. yeah he dies in a car Ooh, accident dear. and he turns into a snowman that's horrifying it is but i think it's not played that way which is the scary part i've only seen clips of this on the disney channel from my youth and i also get it confused with that disney channel christmas movie the one with brenda song and the ice oh where they can machine. control the weather i get those two confused yeah because i don't think i've seen either of them all the way through well you did pretty good, Ryan. Four out of six. And you know what they say about four out of six? It simplifies to two-thirds. Yes, you can reduce that. And that's about all the fractions I know, because decimals are better. This has been Math Talk. We hope you enjoyed listening. This is my NPR pitch. Where I say They don't I... care about movie trailers, but surely they want something about math. And what we've learned today is Tyler prefers decimals to fractions. Ooh, a math hot take. To really stir up the public radio listeners. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, this has been another very successful episode of Preview Review. However you define success, we meet that measure every time. We have covered a broad range of trailers, and we hope that one of them might seem interesting to you, and you might go see a movie and support art. If it were to be my choice, well, let's get into that. Ryan, what was your favorite trailer of the week? And what was your favorite film of the week? Well, my favorite trailer was... Or what film are you most looking excited to? Yeah, my favorite trailer was The Lighthouse. Nice. I think it sets the tone well. I get what it's trying to show me. I want to know more. Good trailer. I praised the trailer editor earlier. I would be amiss if it didn't win this award for me. Correct. But... Is that the movie you're most excited to see? No. Boo. I'm most excited to see Last Christmas. That's a sad answer. Excuse me, Tyler. It's obviously knows what it's going for. I know what it's trying to tell me. I know exactly what I'm going to get. I'm going to have a fun time with George Michael songs, Christmas, Amelia Clark, love. How could you not love this? Uh, Last Christmas is maybe the only other movie that we talked about today that I will see besides The Lighthouse, which is the trailer I enjoyed the most and also... The movie that I'm most excited to see because, yeah, sure, I love a good, heartfelt, romantic Christmas comedy movie, but I wouldn't compare my excitement to see another one of those with my excitement to see an original art horror film that's doing some really cool stuff in black and white with only two actors in the movie. So, see, that's my thought. My thought is I know exactly what I'm going to get with Last Christmas, and I know that I like films like this in the past, so I'm excited for another one. I don't know what I'm going to get with The Lighthouse, and I could not like it. That's true. That's true. So I'm more excited but about are you, the movie. You're more excited to see more of what you've already seen versus being more excited to see if something could be really good. I'm more new? excited to see something that I know I'll like than something that I know I might not like. Wow. A philosophical disagreement hmm. among co-hosts. How can we resolve this? We can resolve it by plugging our social media. Yeah. Okay. Which one do you want to do? Twitter or Instagram? Um, I'm going to do the one that's at Preview Review. That's both of them. You stole mine. 
No, you can have the other one. We don't have another one. Yeah, the other handle at Preview Review, but this time it's, it's on the Twitter. Same handle. Oh, so you chose Instagram. I chose Instagram. This is revealing. Because I like making the little clip art things for Instagram. It's fun. Yeah, they're fun. And I didn't choose uh, Twitter because I don't think we've tweeted in a while. Well, heads up. You can follow our Twitter and our Instagram to get notified when we have new episodes available. And sometimes there's little fun surprises that we put on there as well. Ooh, like I don't... the time Tyler watched Cats. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's just one example. So follow us on social media. Like and subscribe. And, and hit that bell for notifications. Please share this podcast with your friends if you enjoyed listening to us. We enjoy so much making this podcast for you. And I just want to say thank you for letting us in to your earbuds or your car speakers. Or your AirPods. Hey, Flex. <laughs> or wherever you listen to this podcast, we appreciate you uh, tuning in and hearing all the fun things we have to say about upcoming movies. And I hope that this episode wasn't too weird for you. It was pretty weird for me. I, I gotta say, this is like, I had to flip my brain back and forth between several different modes here. Snip, snap, snip, snap. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, thanks, bye. Bye.